On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks get a win against the Knicks, but are all wins created equal? Is this another one of those wins? We'll talk about that. We'll talk more about the trades that were made official on today's Locked on Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked on Mavericks. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. Welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On Mavs your first listen today. The best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day, leave a five-star review, and comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section what's one thing that stood out to you against the Knicks in this game. Joining me, as always, after a game, the post-game prodigy. What you got for me? Slightly biased. I think this is going to be an interesting episode. (laughs) Because we're just talking before, Nick and I might disagree about some things today. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. Coming in hot today. We will talk about the trades. The trades were made official by the Mavericks in the middle of the game, and so we'll talk about those trades. And there may be an extra episode. Since the trades are official, I'll just say, there may be an extra episode this weekend where I talk to somebody who's allowed to talk about the trades. So check back in for that one. But we'll talk about those trades. We'll talk about the players that got moved. And then let's start here with this Mavs versus Knicks game. The Knicks don't have any starters. Jalen Brunson is out for this game. Julius Randle is out. Mitchell Robinson's been out. OG Ananobi's out and will miss a couple of weeks now. Missing a bunch of... Isaiah Hartenstein only plays 15 minutes because he may have like torn his Achilles in, yeah, in, in the middle of this weird. game. That was wild. Uh, Taj Gibson was out. He only could play 22 minutes or else he was going to like die, I think. I don't think he was going yeah. to make it. Uh, <laughs> Jacob Toppin only got to play... Like he only could play 11 minutes because like, I don't know that he was fully like prepared to, <laughs> to play. I have, in the it, NBA. I have something embarrassing to say about him. You were in on him in the draft. No, 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 no. I was watching this game and they showed him on the bench. They're like, Oh, Toppin and he Toppin hasn't played much. And I, I literally go, wow. Obi Toppin is really out of the rotation. <laughs> and then I was like, wait a second. So like for the first two and a half quarters, I was like, wow, they, they are just not playing Obi Toppin anymore at all. Huh? And I was like, wait, Obi Toppin's in Indiana. The Knicks essentially had seven players yeah. in this game. Seven players in this game. And the Mavs just couldn't put them away. Just couldn't put them away. And so this game frustrated me. What about you? It was a little bit frustrating. I mean, I thought the Mavs played well, though. I'm, I'm walking out of here with my head held high. Look, look the, is the reality win. is, too, uh, Grant Williams was a DNP tonight. Like, he didn't get any <laughs> minutes. Uh, no, but the Mavericks were without three rotation players too. Honestly, wanna... from the comments and tweets and posts that I've read, like Grant Williams not playing on this team was a big win for a lot of Mavs fans, and I, I, I find <laughs> they, that kind of sad. It looked – they just looked different tonight. I don't know if it's a – we know that they have a new trade, so it's like, all right, let's go. But the energy and everything kind of just felt different. I, but, I don't know if it – I'm not saying it's like Grant Williams got traded, so they're like, okay. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but I think it's more so like, you know, if you're on a team and – your front office says, hey, guys, we believe in you. We just traded future first and everything to go out and get upgrades. You're like, oh, okay, cool. Let's. Well, yeah, the team the in. team got invested in. And also, these guys are here. Like, they don't have to worry about getting traded True. anymore, right? The Josh Greens, the Derek Jones Juniors, the Tim Hardaway Tim Juniors. Like, they don't have to worry about Kyrie was never worried about it. Luca was never worried about it. But Max they, even, maybe. Yeah, sure. They don't have to worry about getting traded anymore. They're like, all right, we're here. 
our future teammate Spencer Dinwiddie is sitting. <laughs> future hey. former future former teammate so Spencer that, Dinwiddie is sitting behind the bench. What do you think bench. about that? Is that just like locked, written in stone? Yeah. So all right, we'll do we'll do this now. So Spencer Dinwiddie was seen sitting behind the Mavericks bench, essentially next to someone who many people asked if that was Theo Pinson. It was actually Reggie Atatula. <laughs> It was I didn't know who no, it was. No, it was not. I was, just, I, was <laughs> I was about to be like, all right. <laughs> uh, but Spencer Dinwiddie got traded to the Raptors and got bought out. So he is available right now. The Mavericks are in on it, according to Mark Stein. And then the Lakers are in on it, according to several reports. I think Dave McMenamin was the first on that one. But uh, but yeah, he was seen talking to Mark Cuban at one point. They, you know, he, the Mavericks can, according to CBA Mavs, the Mavs can offer more money and more dollars because they're not, you know, an apron team and all that. Uh, there are certain teams that cannot sign him. I talked about that in the episode with the trades. There's you know a bunch of teams like the Nuggets and the Heat and the Suns and like teams that you would expect. And the Bucks like they just can't sign him because they're in the they're in the second apron. And Dinwiddie made too much money this year. What a problem to have. And yeah. so yeah, Dinwiddie was was hanging out and they're like, hey, our future teammate. The Mavs could sign him in the buyout market, and that would be a pretty decent get for him. No, he's the I think far and away the best buyout guy that there is. Yeah, I mean, far and away. So, yeah, it's it, it. I guess if it comes down to the, I don't see why the Mavs wouldn't be the logical choice because I think the Lakers maybe give him more of a guaranteed playing, like a more of a guaranteed role with playing time. Um, if they're done, with, also, if they're done with Gabe Vincent, yeah, right, yeah, if they're done with Gabe Vincent. But if uh, you know, coming here, especially with X amount, and we don't even know what what's going on with X amount. Is he going to be back soon, or is well, he? It was is a, this a it was a plantar fasciitis thing, and now it's a knee thing. Which so right. like it's traveling up the leg. Soon it'll be like yeah, soon it'll be a hip thing. Like yeah, a thigh before thing, too long, it's thing. a shoulder, and it's just like oh wow, okay, who knows? It's taking over the whole so, body. But they, they do need another ball handler. They do because these yeah. these Tim these Tim Hardy Kyrie lineups are just. They're killing me. I just I just can't deal with it. They had to, they yeah. were decent in the first half and then they just got destroyed. It felt like in the second time, the second run in the third quarter when they had him together. But man, offense is so crazy in the NBA. We could sit here and be like, what terrible offensive showing? And they scored twenty eight and a quarter. And it was it was like a rough quarter for the Mavs. Well, they scored one hundred twenty two in the game, and we're like, oh, they just they just couldn't get enough. <laughs> they just couldn't yeah. score enough in this game. They did go on kind of a, a run at the end. My frustration with this game, though, is they could, just couldn't put them away. It did feel like the Mavericks were a little bit looser and freer. It's more, probably because they're playing against seven bench players on the Knicks. That they're, you know, also, yeah. or they're, they, this team has a problem putting away teams like that. You're playing a team where you just don't know the context of what they're going to do because you, this is a lineup that you've just never seen before, and so that's kind of weird. They're all hustle guys. <laughs> you know, Josh Hart yeah. grabbing a ton of rebounds. Precious grabbing a ton of rebounds in this one. But... To me, I, I just got frustrated because of the lack of offensive system. Just the Mavs can't like strategically like put teams away in, in these certain moments. The third quarter, they come out that you know the Knicks only scored 23, so it's not like they were going crazy. And the Mavs only scored 28. And you just could if you could put them away in that third quarter and make it like a 30-point lead or something like that, 35-point lead. This is what good teams do. And this is why I get frustrated because the Mavericks have not taken that step to be like, all right, we're a good team. We put teams away. We take care of business like this. And instead, Luka has to play 40 minutes and has to go off for 39. Like, what's the stat about Luka scoring 40 and the Mavs winning? Like, it just seems like it was another one of those games where unless Luka does that, they don't win the game even. Yeah. But, I mean, there's also another way you could look at this, though, where you could say. Tell me. I'm ready. Look, look, look. The Mavericks were putting this game away. They were up 20 at one point, like going into the fourth or right around the fourth. You could say, all right, Dante DiVincenzo was hitting (laughs) shots that you had to see to believe. I mean, he's on an incredible tear lately with all these guys out, just raining threes. He went 7 of 12, 
And honestly, were any of those, especially towards the tail end of the game, like that open? Was one of the first ones he hit on Josh Green right before Josh Green like dunked over him? Did he give? Rem- did he give him the too small in the corner? Because I swear I saw him hit Josh Green with the two yeah. the too small. Giving a, in the a too small out of three has like the too small has slowly progressed further. It used to be like a dunk and then a finish. Then it was like a okay jump hook. You're too small. I you're saw too Booker little. do it on a, a mid range jump shot. Yeah, it's been this. slowly progressing. I'm waiting for the full court heave. One of them to go down. And he's the first <laughs> player close to him. Too small. It's like dude, it's I didn't use the test. Too, too small. <laughs> No, Dante did go crazy, and he he did hit a bunch of shots, and if he doesn't go crazy, then the Mavericks do put it away. Right, but that's what I'm saying, though, is the the Knicks, the energy started to shift, and these threes were dropping, and you're like, oh, God, here we go. And then Luka just comes in and is like, all right, the game's over. I'm taking over. I'm a a super mega star. But they had to do it like, all right, we need to do this now. They cut it to what the the Knicks cut it to nine at a certain point, and they're like, all right, we've just got to do this now, and then they they finally do it. I was just frustrated with, you know, they're also – one problem that the Mavericks need to fix, they need to trade for a center and a wing, yeah. like a six seven wing with a seven two wingspan. Like they need to do that. They also need to get a seven foot center back from injury. Yeah. But the rebounds were awful in this game. Like, yeah, and the Knicks weren't huge either. But they just they rebound yeah. the heck out of the ball. Fourteen offensive rebounds for the Knicks, only six for the Mavericks. Well, that's been. A, I mean, look, there, there's that pro- a problem that I mentioned before. I don't know how much. I mean, size will definitely help. Miles McBride had four offensive rebounds. This team does not box out. No. This team is one of the laziest rebounding teams you will see. Yeah. They they don't box out. They just stare at the rim. They just hope the ball bounces right into their arms. They have, like they just have to do a better job at that. They have to do a better job at finding a guy and just putting a body or just bumping somebody. Just making sure that guys on the perimeter aren't able to just waltz right into the paint and grab offensive rebounds. You know what's going to help that? Some size. If, the, if yeah. three of their front court guys are going to come back now with the trades being made official, Lively hopefully coming back soon. So hopefully we'll see that. But coming up, let's talk about how the Mavericks actually did close out this game and win. What do we see? Who impressed us in this game? And then we'll talk about the trades and a little bit more coming up. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors has you covered with all kinds of parts for your car. And our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with the GOAT of Lockdown Fantasy Basketball, Josh Lloyd, to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week. Go check out some of his picks this week. Our old friend, Taylor Hendricks, who Isaac and I really wanted to, uh, who I... Really wanted to draft, but I'm glad that, I'm glad that they didn't. I'm glad that they didn't do that. Uh, Taylor Hendrick with Simone Fontecchio and Kelly Olynyk gone. Hendricks is a top ten, who was a top ten pick, could find a larger role down the stretch for the Jazz. I think he will find a larger role down the stretch. So Josh says this this player could help your fantasy team. That's part of eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. So check out Taylor Hendricks for your fantasy team, and then while you're at it. Check out something for your car. You need parts for your car. You've got to replace something. You've got to fix something. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly with brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your car needs, check it out. And you need to get it at eBay Motors with that eBay guaranteed fit. It'll be guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber and not cash. You don't have to worry about it. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. Appreciate each and every one of you for checking in. Hopefully you watched the uh, trade reaction show. I did that. I also did Locked on NBA where we reacted to the Mavs trades. We're going to do it again here in a little bit too talk about those <laughs> trades. But the Mavs, Mavs won this game because 
Luca's amazing. 39 points yeah. in this game. Throwing insane passes, too. 11 assists for him. The Mavs also had 30 assists as a team, which seems high to me, which is talking talking about your more free-flowing play that you were mentioning earlier. Um, but Luca did that. I felt like Kyrie was just kind of floating around, though. Yeah. Wasn't the best Kyrie game. But just missed some shots he would usually hit. I mean, it happens. I, I don't think he was, like, terrible. No. Or anything like that. But 17 shots is fine. He can float around and still be good. <laughs> that's the, yeah, that's yeah, the thing. Exactly. Like, but we just didn't see that that same like aggressive Kyrie that we've that we've come to know. Like we need Leslie McCaslin to interview him before the game and remind him that he needs to be more aggressive. What is the deal with his whistle? I mean, it is kind of crazy how little he goes to it's the line. Wild. It's wild. Well, I he, know that he plays with a lot of finesse, but it's still just like he's he has so much finesse that there's no way he's not getting fouled on some of these. They were not calling fouls a lot. And what was the stat where he, he had 30 in the last game against Brooklyn? He had 36 points and zero free throws. That was like a Yeah, record. he has a shot of free throw. He, he has shot three free throw. Or one, I'm sorry, one free throw total in, his la- in the last three games. Yeah. <laughs> That is insane. They were letting a lot of contact go in this game. Luca was trying for it. Like every every game, Luca tries to hunt those right. body fouls at the beginning. Like, all right, let me just test to see if we're gonna get these today. And he wasn't getting them. Yeah, true. That is the Luca thing. That that's the thing about Luca uh with the refs that I think goes under note because everyone talks about the defensive part. There are times offensively where he's like, No, 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 I'm getting this foul call. <laughs> and I'm going to continue to go at it. But no, he was great in the second half. How many points did he have in the first half? Like 12, 13? I mean, it was a scoring barrage from Luca he had 12, in the second half he had of this 12 game. Twelve in the first half, he had twelve in the third quarter, and then he had fifteen in the fourth. Just and that three ball that was like abandoned him in the early in the game. I think he was three of ten or something and to finished, start. Finished seven of fourteen. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, that's MVP level stuff right there, folks. It really is. I and four steals, four, five stocks. Only the fifth time in history that stat lines happen with five stocks. There you go. Is that real? That's what stat you said. Fifth. They said fish. I don't, trust, I don't know if I don't trust StatMuse at all. I've, I've looked up several things on StatMuse, and then I go look at, at I, somewhere else, and it's wrong. I need to know what their defensive rating numbers are, because people will have like 170 <laughs> offensive ratings. And I'm like, what is their formula for? <laughs> is it like per 200 possessions? Are they doing some new groundbreaking Just formula? forgot to divide by two or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, how is that even possible? I thought Derek Jones Jr. had a, a nice game in this one. It was, it was good to see him bounce back. I don't know that he's going to start going forward, and so... I'm interested to see what his role is going forward on this team. Yeah, but 18 same. points, five boards, three assists in this one. Went to the line seven times, too. Like, that's a real positive. He was aggressive. Yeah, I know. Seven free throws. Wow. Yeah, well, he he's been, he likes that little uh, rip-and-go catch. Yeah. Immediately attack the rim and that little spin move. Like, he's been aggressive at the rim. I like it. Even if it's not going up for a dunk, it's going through traffic. Because his three ball has not gone down at all. He hit one tonight, but, I mean, he has not hit, hit threes at all since the beginning of the season. This was the first time he scored double-digit points in, like, a month. So, wow. yeah, nice to see him have a have a good game tonight. I mean, I, I get I I get what you're saying because I, I was feeling the same frustration where it's like, man, can they just put this game away? But the Knicks were just pes, pesky, man. I mean, I don't I don't I'm looking at the box score and I'm just thinking I don't think the Mavericks played poorly at all. I really don't. I I'm feel fine with this game. You know what really frustrates me about a game like this? What can I tell? Can I tell everybody? <laughs> I look at this team and you go, all right, where's the where's the talent level? Where's the like? You know, okay, Precious, I guess, is like a bigger, you know, wing. Guy. Like Josh Hart is an undersized wing. You got Dante DiMaggio McBride is a small guard. Then you're like, if this team can play defense like this, <laughs> can like limit the Mavericks to do things that they don't want to do and like limit Kyrie and do that. Why can't the Mavericks, why are we always talking about the Mavericks' lack of talent and size all the time? When we could play, when you could play a team like this 
and all of a sudden go, man, such good defensive effort from this team. It's like, where does that come from? Where does it come Tom from? Thibodeau. The Tom Thibodeau coach team. I mean, Josh Hart's a good defender. Precious is okay. My God, this, Deuce McBride played 45 minutes. This is, what I'm saying, this is what I'm saying. Deuce McBride is smaller than me. They scored 122 points. You're acting like they scored 104. I know, I know, I know. But, but okay, here's – if Dante DiVincenzo, you take three of those just absurd threes away. Just three of them. The Mavericks win this game by – let me do some quick math here – a lot. It's not about what they ended by. It's what it, – they, they cut it to nine with, like – they cut it to single digits with like three minutes left, and you're just like, Ugh. no, I agree. I would the start of the fourth quarter. I was really hoping that Luca would not have to check back into the game. That's that's exactly what I would hope for in a game like this, where you're playing against seven players on the other, yeah. on the other, on the other team. It really was six by the end of it because yeah. Toppin was not on the floor and Hartenstein was injured. Tom Thibodeau also realized he wasn't Obi Toppin. <laughs> it was just <laughs> hilarious because the the announcers like the it looks like the teams are emptying their bench. The Knicks had one guy at the score table ready to check into the game. <laughs> <laughs> They're emptying it out. They could have signed Spencer Dinwiddie. That's what I was wondering. I was like, like everyone's just saying the Mavericks. Like, used could, the Knicks, could the Knicks not go after Dinwiddie? I guess not after getting Burks. They but. could have used him. Um, yeah, so, but anyway, I, they won the game. You appreciate that they won the game. You just get frustrated yeah. by, like, all right, if this is a good team, they blow this team out, and Luka doesn't have to play the fourth quarter. But they're just, they're just not there yet. And they're missing guys, sure. But you have Luka and Kyrie. you gotta, yeah, got to blow this game out. All right, let's talk about some of these, some of these trades because they got made official. P.J. Washington, Daniel Gafford, what were your initial reactions to? Let's do the aggregate of both of those trades together. I gave it a 7 out of 10. Okay. Which is good for me. Good. Get, get Dinwiddie, we can bump that up to 7.5, I think. <laughs> Dinwiddie's worth half a point. Well, I do. I would actually really love Dinwiddie on this roster, honestly. I think it would make a lot of sense, especially with Exum in and out the rotation. Yeah. Another legit ball handler who has been good here and uh, is not afraid of the moment or anything like that. I just want to turn Tim Hardaway's game into ball handling and that's what Spencer Dinwiddie does and so that's why I'm, yeah. I'm for it too uh and so like I, I'd be down for it too but I, I like the I like these trades you look at a game like this and you go man Biggs would really help like like Maxi yeah. had a really good defensive game in this one like really good defensive game had four blocks and still just like they're getting to the rim no matter what You're like god ah, it would just be nice to have a couple of bigs and to have Maxi as you know to play a big lineup with yeah. with lively and maxi or with gafford and maxi it, it just it gives you a lot of versatility with what they got yeah i'm, I'm just i'm really interested in the gafford one because it's just funny to me this this team has just not cared about centers and they've tried to like mix up their centers where all right we'll have like one drop big in javel mcgee but all of our other centers will be like yes. either offensive minded or someone we could switch and now they just have we have two drop bigs like we're gonna do the drop thing with lively when he's on the court we're gonna do it again with gafford on the court and we're gonna spam pick and rolls like that's gonna be it they pretty much are i wouldn't say identical players um, but they're pretty very close. very similar gafford and lively so they're just saying this is what we do we're gonna spam high pick and rolls we're gonna drop on defense and we're gonna try to limit Offensive rebounds from here on out. And that's how we're going to play. And that's why you need a Dinwiddie, too. Because if you're going to spam pick and rolls all the time, you yeah. can't do it with Hardy. I guess you can do it with Hardy a little bit. Hardy's, Hardy had a nice playmaking game tonight. I mean, one assist. But I thought he made some nice passes. Yeah. Limited minutes. But you can't do it with Tim, right? Like, you can't do it with Tim. But, you can't do it with Exum. And you no longer have Seth to do the Tim, Seth, Hardy uh, when, like, are, one of Luca and Kyrie are out. Did you talk about that? <laughs> Seth being Seth gone. again. Coming up, let's talk about the the fun, like the weird stuff in some of these trades because I didn't get it in, into a lot of it. Uh, but let's do that and more coming up.
Today's episode is brought to you by Nissan. So much car stuff today. Check out Nissan. They have the cars that help you push your riding and driving a little bit further. Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. Check out the Nissan Rogue, the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Perfect for cities and great escapes. If you're just like, you know what? I'm sick of watching this Mavs team. Got to get out of town. Or I got to get out of town to go watch the Mavericks if you want to go see what their next road game is. Gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. Infotainment. It's giving you both things. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect mid-size crossover for your next adventure. Also, check out the Nissan Pathfinder. Room for eight expansive cargo advanced capabilities. And you have 284 horsepower, up to 6,000 pounds of towing. All that when Adventure calls, the Pathfinder is there to answer. Take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or the Nissan Armada to go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. Shut it down! Let's go home! All right, Slightly, let's talk about these trades, and let's talk about, like, the weird stuff that happened in this trade. For example... Seth Curry signed with the Mavericks three times now. Him and Devin Harris, the only players, I think, in, in NBA history or whatever, to sign three times with one team. And he gets traded. Now, he did not get traded three times. I've seen that a bunch today. Seth has no. not been traded three times by the Mavericks. He signed with Portland after the first time, but he has been traded twice by the Mavericks. Signed three times, traded twice by the Mavericks at this point in his career. It kind of makes me feel bad because wasn't he sad the last time he got traded? Yes. Oh, man, that, that makes me feel a little bit sad. I was but you know what? There's a spin on it. He's going to a hometown, and yeah. his dad is the on the commentary team. So it's not like they – well, I mean, they did pawn him off to Charlotte pretty much. But there's at least <laughs> some, like, you know, family ties there. He's making $4 million a, a, yeah, this true. season. So And he gets to go play on the Hornets where I'm I'll sure, I'm sure he'll get shots or, or whatever. Or he'll get bought out and go to a contender or something. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, he could do, he could do that too. He was also not having a great season. It, 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 true. He felt yeah. like he was struggling. To find his role in the Mavericks. The Mavericks needed what he could bring, and it yeah. didn't work. The Mavs lose Grant Williams. Are you sad at all about the Mavericks losing Grant Williams? Well, I'm I'm shocked. Really? Like I, I'm I actually am shocked that they did it. I mean, that just feels like something that they would have at least tried to see out. Just like the Mavericks teams of old, or at least the vibes that the, the team usually gives off. That we'll just try to see this out. We gave him four years. It was a big like signing for us. It was kind of a big deal. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they gave up like a pick swap for it. And I'm a little bit surprised they cut bait so quickly, but no, I'm not like overly sad. It felt a lot like when they got Grant Williams, because when they got Grant Williams, they threw, threw Bullock in the deal. Like they could have thrown somebody else in the deal and like yeah. made the salaries work. Like I don't, I can't remember exactly what the salaries were at the time, but they could have sent somebody else. And instead they sent Bullock and you're like, Oh, why don't you just try to keep Bullock with Grant? And instead they're like, no, we'll just upgrade this spot. And like, yeah. just, they just did it again. Uh, I wish they could have figured it out with Grant. The problem is Grant really can't play three either. Yeah. And so you bring in PJ and now you got 48 minutes of seven foot centers and you're like, and you got Maxi still. You're just like, there's just not a lot of minutes to go around for you to figure this out. Right. Yeah. And I do think that, I mean, you, I mean, you just said it best. It, it hasn't worked and the fit was a little wonky and it, the idea made a ton of sense. Like yeah. there's, I know it's hindsight, but it's not like they were clueless and everyone was pretty excited about it at the time. And again, the fit made sense on paper. And it just, for one reason or another, didn't work out. Grant's three ball abandoned him. And from that point forward, it was just kind of downhill. And so the Mavericks said, you know what? We, we, we don't have really time to sit around. And P.J. Washington's there. We'll just go get him. Yeah, and it felt like his confidence was kind of shot after he got sent back to the bench. 
after his yeah. three ball stopped going down. It felt like he lost some confidence and his game has, you have to have a lot of confidence if you're like a undersized, bigger, like slow guy. Like you've got right. like Luca, he has all the confidence in the world all the time. You can't shake him of his confidence ever. And yeah. like, it's just, it's just tough. If you're going to, if you're going to lose that, if you're that kind of player. Um, Can I also, uh, like I saw people say, trying to like trash the front office that the Mavs could have gotten PJ Washington in the summer and didn't, uh, they, they couldn't, have. they couldn't have, he signed for over the mid level. Like that's just how it works. Nope. I mean, they could have signed and trade for him, I guess, but they just, it just wasn't possible really at the time. Yeah. I'm excited to see how PJ Washington fits and how he plays. Uh, there's said nothing, but everybody said nothing but good things about him on his way out of Washington or on his way out of um, Charlotte, which is good to see on the Gafford side of things. I'm interested to see with, with Daniel Gafford, how he fits. And like, if there are times when he starts and like, if Lively's going to miss some more games with this nose thing, which I was hoping he's going to come back for this game, but if he's going to miss some more time, then like he can spot start for sure. Oh, uh, I, I would hope so. I would hope Gafford is the, I was comparing Gafford to like, it's funny because they were both on the same team. Gafford is like the center Tyus Jones where he's your starter, you know, it's all right. He's like maybe league average or below league average. And he's not something you're looking to upgrade immediately, but it'd be nice to upgrade. But if he's your backup, you're feeling really, really good. He's like a, one of those high quality role guys who could start for sure. But all right. Is off Steven bench. Adams out for the season. Maybe Isaiah Hartenstein, but let's not, let's not, good. let's not put him down before. Is Gafford like the next best backup center in the league besides those two guys? Well, I, I forgot about Hardenstein, honestly. I'd probably go him number Hard, one. The, yeah, it's, oh, it's Hardenstein, and I'd probably throw Steven Adams up there, too. Yeah, I, mean, I guess if you want to count Steven Adams. You, you'd have to look at, like, yeah, I mean, I, I would say Tice has been pretty solid for the Clippers, but I don't think one. you could put yeah, him over Gafford. One. So, yeah, I mean, he's up there. It's all the, the Jazz. I mean, not the Jazz, sorry. The uh, uh, Magic, like Goga, has been really good. That's true. And Spurts. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to, like, oh, a, a Kongwu has got to be up there, and Clint Capello. Yeah, no, like, Kongwu whoever, but all of a sudden this, this, this feels like a strength of the Mavericks, like their centers yeah. all of a sudden. And that's, that's a tough thing to be like, Oh my gosh, I haven't thought about the Mavericks having good centers all the time. Well, I've seen people wonder if like he, if maybe they just start him outright and have lively come off the bench. I don't think there's any way. And then one of the big reasons why I don't think so is because I did watch, I'm working on a, on a Gafford, some a Gafford video. So I did watch one Gafford game Yeah, and he's just not, in, in the short role, he's nowhere near as dynamic as Lively, yeah. which is crazy to say already about a 19-year-old. But that's like a legit strength of Lively. And the way the Mavericks play, knowing Luka's going to get uh, blitzed on those high screens. Like, you need a guy who can pass comfortably. And I don't know if Gafford has that. So that'll be interesting to see how they sort of combat that. That's what really separates Lively from a lot of just, like, generic centers in the league is, is that ability, especially on the yeah. Mavericks where guys get doubled all the time. That's a that's a huge thing. His ability to, you know, when Luca gets doubled, he runs to like the free throw line and, and gets the ball and then kicks it out real fast. Like just makes a split second decision. I, I can't I can't talk about that enough. Like I feel like I say the same thing every time, but it's I just, mean it's shock it's shocking so how good impressive. he said it. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how that looks. But I I'm excited about it though. I really am. And no, Lively and Gafford can't play together. I've seen some people. No, I, I, I saw that a lot in the co in the chat on YouTube, and I was like, oh man, there's just literally no. I can't imagine the scenario in which <laughs> Lively all of a sudden starts shooting like thirty six percent from three. Like they just start. Yeah, he just I starts guess. like chucking, and all of a sudden you're like, okay, well I guess I can see like Lively at the four. The only <laughs> scenario in which we're on the floor together is like late game. We need a rebound. Like off that's right. Yeah, just, let's just throw the rebound group in, in together. Yeah, Gafford also will wear the number twenty one. Can you name the last Maverick that wore the number twenty one? 
God, I'm so bad at numbers. I'm just not even going to try. My guess is Frank Nikita's in my brain. People forget about Frank. Oh, you <laughs> nailed it. You nailed it. I brought the, right. I brought the drop back and everything because I saw that. All right. I'm happy. I was even scared to say it because I was scared to be like, uh, no, Frank was 53. And I'd be like, okay, I don't know why I thought you that. You nailed it. You nailed it right there. The first name you mentioned. Yeah, he's going to wear 21, which was Frank Nilakina's number. Uh, PJ Washington will wear 25 still. I don't know. People care nice. about that, I guess. I guess if you're going to buy a nice number. If you're going to buy a jersey, I guess. Frank Nilakina uh, has five points scored in his last five games, all in one game. <laughs> Oh, here's here's another thing that I was I was talking about on Twitter earlier today. The difference in the roster from a year ago to now, like literally one go one calendar year. Go from begin before the Kyrie trade to now, basically. The Mavericks rotation was these are the guys that have been on the roster that, that have been here for over a year. Luca, Tim Hardaway, Josh Green, Jaden Hardy, Maxi, and Dwight. All the ones that have been around for a long time, which is wild. Some, one of those is 21 years old. Yeah. In one calendar year. Nico Harrison turned Spencer Dinwiddie, possibly, <laughs> Dorian Finney-Smith, <laughs> Reggie Bullock, Christian Wood, JaVale McGee, Davis Bertans, and Theo Pinson into Kyrie Irving, Derek Lively, P.J. Washington, Daniel Gafford, Derek Jones Jr., Dante Exum, and Omax. I mean, this is why. It's pretty good. Like, I'm, I'm going to take a victory lap here because people have been just trashing the front office after losses, and I've been on here saying, guys, it's, it's been a process. Like, just look what they did yeah, in the they summer. It. They signaled to you, we're going younger. We're going more athletic. We want size. Like this is this is a point of emphasis for us, and it's a process thing. And this is, I mean, just on paper, we haven't seen PJ Washington or Daniel Gafford play a game yet. They're, this feels like the deepest roster in the Luca era, fairly comfortably. Like one through ten, you feel like you're getting at the bare minimum a very solid NBA player. Where in the past it's been like, ugh, we get once you get to the nine spot, it's like you're really in major specialist territory. Well, because you basically, you upgraded in one rotation player with Grant Williams to P.J. Washington, and then you just added one outright, basically, because Seth Curry yeah. and Sean Holmes weren't really playing that much. And so you add one to Daniel Gafford at a position, a great position of need in center, yeah. too. So that, that that's big. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm very pleased with what they did. I, I was kind of iffy on giving up a first for P.J. Washington, and I'm still kind of in on that. But, you know, I got talked into it. It's gonna sound like I'm coping. I got talked into it yesterday because I was seeing arguments on Twitter about you know waiting around in the summer. One, a guy just might not pop up. It's true. And two, you're gonna get outbid by a lot of teams. Like teams are gonna go into the summer locked and loaded with picks, ready to make moves. Because the trade deadline, you know, I know we've had tra crazy trade deadlines in recent years, but that's usually not when teams swing for yeah. the fences. It's not summer enough time is when, left. right? There's not enough time left, and teams, especially these young teams that are loaded with draft picks. They want to see what these guys have. The Thunder want to play off run before they make a big trade. They want to see, all right, can what like what's Chet look like in the playoffs? What is is Giddy just going to be an unplayable player in the playoffs? My opinion is yes, he's going to end up being that. Yeah. But you know, they want to see it. Uh I guess like the Magic even too. It's like, all right, what does this team look like? Even like a team like the Pelicans, they have to be like, can we just see what this group looks like in the playoffs? Because we have not seen it ever. Yes. And this is where the Mavericks are. You can get you can get really like, like oh they have pick swaps and like I, I not, having pick swaps with the Thunder and Spurs six like four and six years from now is not great. Like that's not yeah. a, a really good thing to have. But you can't think that way. You know what turned me around from from all that like thinking through oh they spent a first oh they only have two first. I was listening to Bill Simmons. I just skipped to the Mavericks stuff because I was like let me just listen to Bill. And he was like. I don't know. Spin a first on PJ Washington. Is he worth a first? I don't know. If and then I thought I was starting to think, and I was like, they were talking about a LeBron team. They wouldn't yeah. care. 
No one cares about first-round picks when you're on a LeBron no. team. Why are we not talking about Luka teams the same way we talk about LeBron teams? Wait, Where you didn't do Bill Simmons any justice? <laughs> Why do, I have, do you have a Bill Simmons voice? Rosello, <laughs> PJ Washington for a first. I'm just not so sure. The first-round pick piece, I think Luka's going to demand a trade. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I, I was watching some film of him the other day, and like, you know, you just... <laughs> You sit and you watch him and you see the plays and you're like, I just don't know if it's there for him. Right. Could they not have got LeBron? I just don't know, Rosello. He wants to play with Kyrie. I mean, we've heard it. It's like not a secret around LA. Like you go around to some of the spots and like like Segundo and Laguna and like you just, you talk to some people around here and like you just talk to a couple people and you know that LeBron wants out and like they couldn't get it done. That's pretty good, Rosello. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Uh, yeah, no, I don't really care about trading. I mean, it's you. There's just a risk you have to take. Got to take the. You got to. You got to spend. You got to. Got to spend money to make money. And I just don't think that they were. Who are they getting for? You look around and who are the Mavericks outbidding with three firsts? That's not going to be a gross overpay in the summer. That would be my thing. And didn't they have more holes than just like one player? <laughs> yeah, true. And so now you can start to look at, at it and say, okay. Could Lively, as he develops, like, are we comfortable with him being our third best player, maybe? Like, Next, when we really yeah. are waiting, want, wanting to win, are we comfortable if Lively takes a step in year two and is our third best player? Do we think we're good enough to just go after role guys? Mm. Or do we still want to package these guys together mm. to try and get... And here's another thing, too, you have to keep in mind. Gafford and P.J. Washington are will be tradable players. Yeah, they're only 25. They're signed for two more years. Like, Yeah. And not, not bad deals at all. Those are guys you can trade and, and use in trades moving forward. Yeah. It's not like you're stuck. They're on your roster permanently. Yeah. Unless it's another Grant Williams situation or another yeah. another situation where it's like, okay, this guy's all of a sudden unplayable. But I don't think it's going to be I a really Christian Wood, JaVale McGee thing again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Guys, appreciate you hanging out with us this weekend. Again, I will be back probably tomorrow with, with, a, with a surprise guest. So we'll see. Guys, <laughs> thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.